As you know, we are looking at the Supernatural Church. This is a series that I started a few weeks ago. Now, we have looked at how to access the supernatural life. That's the first message I preached, accessing the supernatural life. Now, if you've not been with us on this series, I want to encourage you to go to our website. It's riveristanbul.com. And listen to all my previous messages on this series. Everyone said the Supernatural Church? The Supernatural Church. So there is a way to access this supernatural life. And the way is through salvation in Christ. Amen? That's what we looked at. So I do not want to go back to that. We looked at part number two. We looked at supernatural increase. I mean, if you know that God wants you to increase supernaturally. And when I dealt with this, I focused more on the material increase that God wants you to have. God does not want you broke. That's a fact. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8, that he, I like the way it, said in, it says in the Amplified Classic, and God is able to make all grace. I want to say all grace. Every favor, everyone say every favor, and earthly blessings come to you. How? In abundance. So you see, God's the God of abundance. He says that you always having all sufficiency in all things may have an abundance for every good work. All, every, all the time. So God does not want you living in lack today, in plenty tomorrow, and, and lack the next day. And in, no, God don't want you to be like yo-yo, uh, you know, yo-yo, up and down, up and down. God wants consistency. Yeah. Come on, say amen. amen. So it's important we believe that God wants you to increase supernaturally. Your business will increase. Your finance will increase. Come on now, say amen. amen. Your, your material goods will increase. Amen. amen. That's important. We looked at that. And then part number three, we looked at supernatural nature. I mean, if you know that you have the supernatural nature of God in you. Second Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if any man is in Christ, he's a what? He's a new creation. All things have what? Passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So you've got a new nature. You've got the nature. The Bible says that in Ephesians chapter 2, I like reading it in the Amplified class. In actual fact, I pray with it. The Bible says in Ephesians 2 that he has given you the very life of Christ himself. Uh, somebody didn't get that. I don't know if you understand what that means. He has given you the very life of Christ himself. This new life that you have in you, it's a life of victory. This nature you have in you dominates everything. Come on now, say amen. amen. This nature you have in you is the nature of victory. Amen. It's not the nature of defeat. Amen. Come on, defeat should not come near you. Amen. You're walking victory. You're walking dominion every single day of your life. Amen. Because the nature is in you. Amen. God's DNA. Come on, say amen. amen. And then uh, last week we looked at supernatural healing and health. How many of you were healed last week? How many of you think you were healed? No, you know you were healed. 
Say, I know I was healed. And because I was healed, I am healed. Because I am healed, there is no sickness, there is no disease in my body. I am healed from the crown of my head down to the soles of my feet. In Jesus' name. If you believe it, shout your loudest, amen. Good. Today we're looking at part number five and I want to speak to you on supernatural protection. We live in such a time where you have to trust God for divine protection. I want to say divine protection. protection. The attack of the enemy is at at an all-time high. There are wicked people. You hear me say this many times. We must not bury our heads in the sand like an ostrich. There are wicked people who take pleasure in the sufferings of other people. And the honest fact is, you don't even have to offend them for them to come against you. You don't have to offend them for them to come against you. There are wicked people that take pleasure in the sufferings of others. But God wants us under divine protection. God wants your family under divine protection. I remember, and I'm going to ask Amos to testify or, you know, witness if what I'm about to say is the truth. The young Congolese lady that went to bed one night, woke up the next morning, but she has had a dream, and the dream was terrible. When she woke up, she had lost her mind. This young Congolese lady went to bed, had a dream, woke up in the morning, and she lost her mind. I get a call that Sunday morning from Brother Amos. Brother Amos said, Pastor, there is a Congolese lady who had a bad dream, and when she woke up, she began to act funny. Something went wrong. Things are established in the spirit before they manifest in the natural. The realm of the spirit is more real than the natural realm. And that is where things are established. In the realm of the spirit. And when things are established in the realm of the spirit, they will manifest in the natural. So, Brother Amos, did this happen? Shout that amen, hallelujah. No, shout that hallelujah. Shout, shout your hallelujah, your special hallelujah. Uh-huh. So if what I said is the truth, shout that special hallelujah again. Good. So Amos is confirming, no, Amos is confirming that it truly happened. So Amos gives me a call that Sunday morning to say to me, Pastor, there is a young Congolese lady who went to bed, had a dream, woke up in the morning, and she has, she has lost her mind. I said, bring her to church. So they bring her to church. Before the service started, she was sitting way in the back there. Before the service started, I went to her. I laid my hands on her. And I I sent that thing out. In Jesus' name. Now, I didn't do it in my own power. I didn't do it in my own strength. I did it in the name of Jesus. 
Come on, say amen. amen. How many of you understand that we have been deputized to use the name of Jesus? Amen. We have been given the, the right. The Bible says he came unto his own. John chapter 1 verse 12, his own did not receive him, but as many as received him to them, he gave power. Well, the word there, it's right. To them he gave the right to become sons of God, even to them that believe in his name. Come on, say amen. He that believes in me, the works that I do shall he also do. And, and, and greater works because I go to my father. So I, I go to the young lady. I put my hand upon her and I command the thing to cease. And we have, a, we have dominion in Jesus' name to stop the works of the devil. And when you go in the name of Jesus, the devil will not be able to touch you. I remember many years ago, this was many, many, over 20 years ago, a young man was having terrible nightmares, terrible dreams. So he came to me and I wanted to help him get free. And I needed to use, at the time, this was many years ago, at the time, I didn't have the right place to use. So I pleaded with a Christian and I said, can I bring this person to your house and carry out deliverance? Because that dream, that dream, it's not good. I need to set him free in Jesus' name. You know what the Christian person told me? No, not to my house. Because when you, because when you finish, the devil will stay here. God has not given you the spirit of fear. But of power. And of love. And of a sound mind. You have authority in Jesus. Tell three people I have authority in Jesus' name. Attacks on families and children, finance, health, and marriage has gone up. I don't know if you realized that the rate of suicide went up during the lockdown. I don't know if you realize that there are many young people now who are actually suicidal. They are thinking of taking their own lives in the last two years. I don't know if you realize that so many marriages have come under pressure in the last two years. During the lockdown. In actual fact, there are more things killing people than the COVID. And fear is one of those things. Gone are the days when you sneeze, people will say, bless you. Now... <laughs> Now, now, now <laughs> don't sneeze. Now, do not sneeze because if you sneeze, nobody is going to say bless you. Do you know what has happened to most people? Fear. And fear is a torment. Fear will paralyze you. I noticed, this has happened many times. Now I'm, I'm walking this way and here comes a man walking towards me. And when he sees me, he goes the other way. Because he wants to avoid me. Because now to everybody, of course, generally speaking, not to everybody. But to most people, you are a potential carrier. Correct? You carry something. And what <laughs> But I want to say to you, what I carry is the, is the Holy Spirit. What, I, what you carry is the presence of God. 
I, I carry, I carry, I carry the glory of God. And if you come around me, this glory will get on you. Come on, come on now, say amen. You, you won't come around me and contract COVID. You won't come around me and contract fear. You won't come around me and contract sickness and disease. You come around me, you will be touched by the power and the glory of God. Praise God. This is how we must think. Because we have divine immunity. We have divine supernatural protection. The Bible says in Psalm 121, I will look up to the hills. From whence cometh my help? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not allow my foot to be moved. He that keeps me does not slumber. Behold, he that keeps Israel neither slumbers nor sleeps. The Lord is my shade. The Lord is my keeper. The sun will not smite me by day, nor the moon by night. That's divine protection. So when you go to bed, you sleep peacefully. God supernaturally protects you. Come on now, say amen. amen. When you're crossing the streets, God's protecting you. When you're walking on the road, when you're driving in your car, when you're riding on the bus, God's protecting you. Amen. His angels are about you as a wall of fire. No evil will come near you. Come on now, somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. That is the will of God. And we must believe for it. Because God wants to keep you safe. God wants to keep your children safe. Praise God. Have you realized that sometimes you are in the right place, but evil comes? But I decree, I declare, no evil shall come near you. Amen. No evil, no evil shall come near your dwelling place. Amen. Come on, say amen. amen. A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come amen. near you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Psalm 27, the Bible says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? You're going to fear nobody. You won't even be afraid of the devil. In actual fact, fear is the door. The enemy needs to get in. You will not be afraid. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold. The stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked came up against me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though war may rise against me, my heart shall not fear. Though a host may encamp against me, even in this will I be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Hallelujah. My God. Hallelujah. The Bible says, in the time of trouble, he shall hide you in his pavilion, in his secret place. Come on, say amen. amen. Come on, say amen. amen. Supernatural protection is yours. Amen. Oh, that amen needs prayer. This section, you're not helping me. Amen. Supernatural protection belongs to you. Amen. Good. If you say amen, I'll preach a short message. If you don't shout out, my message is like the mercy of God. Never ends. Look at Numbers chapter number 23. Let's read verses 1 and 2. Numbers 23 verses 1 and 2. Supernatural protection. Numbers chapter 23, 1 and 2. 
If you have found it, say amen. Then Balaam said to Balak, build seven altars. I want to say seven altars. I want you to notice that Balaam is asking for seven altars, not one altar, but seven. Say, build seven altars for me here and prepare for me here seven bulls and seven rams. Seven altars, seven bulls, and seven rams. And Balak did just as Balaam had spoken. And Balak and Balaam offered a bull and a ram on each altar. So each altar had two sacrifices on it. So we see right here, 14 animals killed. That was a lot of blood. That was a lot of blood that was spilled to put a curse on the people. But I want you to notice, he says to him to build me an altar. In actual fact, to build seven altars. When you do a study of the Bible, you will understand the importance of an altar. We know that when, when Noah came out of the ark, Noah built an altar unto the Lord. And when Noah built this altar to God, the Bible says he offered a sacrifice to God. And when God perceived the sacrifice that Noah had offered unto him, God made a decision that day. Is that correct? So we understand that the altar that Noah built, erected, and offered sacrifice upon was to consult with the Spirit of God. And that released a generational blessing. Come on now, say amen. amen. That released a generational blessing. God says, I will no longer destroy man with the flood. Is that correct? So a generational blessing was released because a man built an altar and gave God a gift on it. We also see that Abraham offered to God upon an altar. When he laid out his son on the altar that he had built. And as he was about to kill his son and offer him a sacrifice to God. God spoke from heaven and said... Today I know you fear me. In blessing I will bless you. In multiplying I will multiply you. So we understand that an altar is a very important thing. Say it with me. An altar is an important thing. Notice Balaam understood that if I will consult with spirits, I've got to build an altar. And notice he did not build one. He built seven. Because he was about to put a spell on God's people. An altar is a place where people consult with spirits. What's an altar? It's a place where people consult with spirits. It's a place where food and gifts are offered to spirits to bring blessings. Protection or a place to make a wish. Did you get that? An altar is a place where people consult with spirits to bring blessing, to bring protection. It's a place to make a wish. And let me tell you some of the 
Things that people wish when they build an altar are not in favor of others. There are people that build altars just to put a curse. There are destinies that are being padlocked. There are destinies that are being cut shut. There are destinies that are being hindered. There are things that many would have accomplished before now, but what they're doing today is playing catch up. Why? Because somebody altered their lives. And if you don't realize that there are wicked people who want to alter your life, then you've got something coming. You cannot think to yourself that everyone around you is perfect. You cannot think to yourself that there are, there, there, are, there are nobody that's trying to do something to stop the progress of your life. There are people. And my message today is not to put fear in you. My message today is to show you that no matter what they do, God has promised you supernatural protection. Come on now, shout hallelujah. hallelujah. But there are things we must engage to stay protected. Notice Psalm 91 says, He that dwelleth, where? In the secret place of the Most High. That person shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. You've heard me say, say it many times. There are things that open the door to the enemy. There are things that open the door to the enemy. And if you get yourself involved in those things, something bad might happen. Unfortunately, sometimes people cross a line of no return. Unfortunately. I've dealt with many cases where, you know, I mean, you just deal with, I've dealt, there was, there was this guy years ago, came to the uh, discipleship class after the service. After the church service, came to the discipleship class, sat in the discipleship class, and then went home. And my wife and I, and, uh, Irene was a, was a baby at the time, we were visiting a family when my phone rang. And the, uh, the guy who called me said, Pastor, come, 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 come. And, and I knew why he was calling me. I just knew in my spirit the reason why he was calling me to come over to their house. So I went over to their house and this young man who had come to church that Sunday morning was manifesting terribly. I mean manifesting terribly. He jumped out of, of his seat and grabbed my winter coat. My wife would laugh when I tell this story. Because the, the guy grabbed my winter coat and, and, and ripped my button. His roommates grabbed him and forced him back to his seat. But when he jumped at me, he was crying. He was basically pleading with me. saying, help me, help me. He was majorly tormented. I was about to pray and I knew in my spirit. I mean, I mean, if you know that the spirit of God speaks to us. Yeah. He speaks to you. If you listen, he will speak to you. The Holy Spirit said, don't pray. Do not what? Do not pray because there is something he has to confess. But, but the way he was manifesting, he was not in his right mind to confess. There are things that people have done that they must renounce. Come on, I'm preaching good, say amen. amen. See, you see, the thing is that when you talk about divine supernatural protection, you've got to also let people know what is needed to stay protected. Okay? We can't have people living for the devil 
on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, come to church on Sunday and say, God protects me. That's a fact. Amen. And so I said to the young men in the house, I said, okay, look, he's going to sleep here tonight. They said, no, pastor, he won't sleep here because the guy was really manifesting. I said, don't worry. He will sleep and he will disturb nobody. So I put my hand on his head and I just decreed and I prayed. I said, sleep well and you will bother nobody. I go back the next day. I asked them, I said, how did he sleep? They said he slept well, Pastor. He slept through the night. <laughs> he did not bother any of us. So now he is in his right mind. I sat with him. I said, hey, bro, I was here the previous day. And there were so many things you were saying. And you were really manifest. I was just telling what happened the previous day. He said, I didn't see you. He didn't even know I was there. I said, but I couldn't pray for your freedom because the Lord said there is something you need to confess. You know what it means to confess? It means to expose. The Bible says in the book of James, confess your sins one to another and pray one for another. Come on. Amen. That is, that is an aspect of the Bible that many have reaped. People don't see the need why they should open up secrets in their lives any longer and because it is still a secret that's why the devil still has authority I've discovered that when something is exposed 50% of the power is broken because the devil is, a, is, the, is the master of secrecy is the, is the master of a darkness come on now preaching good the Bible says in John 1, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God, the same was in the beginning with God. Nothing was made without Him, all things were made by Him. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shineth. I want to say the light shineth. And the light shineth. Notice the Word is the light. Correct? The Word is the light. And the light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness could not comprehend it. When the light shines in that area of secrecy in your life, the devil will leave you. Oh, I'm not getting a lot of amen this morning. Amen. That this amen this morning is a very weak amen. Last Sunday, you guys were shouting and I mean just a few minutes ago, you were shouting. <laughs> Come on, respond now. I'm preaching good. Amen. amen. No, listen. I, I, don't want, I don't want to be a preacher that does not, that does not bring balance. All some people do is exhortation, exhortation. No, that's not what the Bible says to do. In actual fact, the Bible reveals to us that two thought of preaching is rebuke and reproof. One thought is exhortation. But some people, everything is exhortation. But you see, all you do is exhort people and you never show them the responsibility. There is, tell somebody there is, there is a responsibility. There is a responsibility. So I told the young man, I was here the previous day, and the Lord said, there's something you need to confess. And the young man said, mm, I can't. No, you can. So if I say it, I'll die. No, you won't die. If I say it, she'll kill me. No, she won't kill you in Jesus' name. I, co I cover you in the blood of Jesus, 
she will not kill you. Oh my goodness, it took me about 20 minutes or half an hour to get him to speak. Convincing and convincing and assuring and reassuring, nothing bad will happen. But you've got to say, because the only way for him to be free was to confess, to bring it to light. To bring it to what? To light. There are things happening in your life that you need to bring to light. And if you don't bring it to light, you will not be free. Hmm. So 20, 20, 30 minutes later, he says, okay. And he opened up and told me of the sacrifices that were done. Praise God, not human blood, but blood of animals that were used. Isn't that interesting? The enemy will have people do all kinds of blood things because he understands that the strongest covenant is blood covenant. <laughs> he understands that. So when he confessed, I told everyone in the room, because I know at the time he was living with several guys in the house, and I told everybody in the room, I'm, I'm going to pray for this man right now. And a demon is coming out. <laughs> and if you are not saved, that demon might come into you. That was the fastest altar call I ever gave. <laughs> everybody, everybody, not one person, not one person, not one person was exempt. Everybody prayed the prayer of salvation. Said, if you don't give your life to Christ, this demon might come into you. Lord Jesus, come into my life. I receive you now as my Lord and my Savior. Everybody in the house got saved. Everybody got saved. I said, okay, now you are all ready. Because this demon is coming out. You see, sometimes you need to put the fear of God in people. Come on, say Amen. Put the fear of God. So I take him into a room. Just me and him. Because when the demon comes out, the demon will go through the room and go out. <laughs> no, they don't necessarily have to use a physical door. Because notice when they came in, they didn't come through any physical door. There was a spiritual door that people opened. And sometimes it is not demonic possession, it is demonic oppression. Acts 10, 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good, healing all those who were oppressed of the devil. Not all those who were possessed, all those who were oppressed. So there is demonic oppression. Are you listening to me? So I was dealing with the spirit. Just me and him in the room. And as I was praying, he fell out under the, under the power of God. And the demon came out of him. And I said to the roommate, I said, hey, cover him with, uh, with like a blanket. Because it was winter at the time. I didn't want him to catch cold. So I said, cover him with a blanket. When he gets back up, he will be free. So I leave. Next day, I return there. And I said, hey, what happened? He said, when you were praying for me. He said, this midget demon came out of me. 
And as he walks to the door, he looked at you angrily. That's all he could do. The only thing the enemy can do is get angry at you. Come on, I said the only thing the enemy can do is get angry at you. You come in the name of Jesus, you cast them out. These signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall cast out devils. Is it not interesting that in the Great Commission, uh, Mark 16 from verse 15, the first thing Jesus said you will do is cast out devils? Is it not interesting? Cast out devils. Cast out devils. Cast out devils. So many are not casting out devils. Cast out devils. And you know why so many are not casting out devils? Because they are afraid. You know, another reason is because they've got something in their lives that belongs to the devil. If you've got the devil's stuff, how can you cast him out? Because if you're there to cast him out, he says, but I've, you've got my thing with you. You can't be casting out devils when you have the things of the devil in your life. What did Jesus say to the disciples when they came back in Luke chapter 10? They said, oh Lord, the devils were subject to us in your name. Jesus said, do not rejoice because of that. Rather rejoice because your names are written in the book of life. In other words, casting out devils should be easy. Because once your name is in the book of life, you have the dominion of Christ. You have the authority of Christ. You have divine protection. Which means when you confront devils in the name of Jesus, they will listen to you like they would Jesus. I remember this young lady who used to be here. I wanted to help her too. Watch this. Just imagine. Look at me. In the service. In the service, just like everyone is sitting. She's sitting right there. So suddenly she gets up. Watch me. She's not the preacher. <laughs> Just walking on. Walking on. That couldn't be normal. There was something wrong with that girl. How many of you agree with me? Yes. See, devils don't come to have fun with you. They come to disgrace you. <laughs> Devils don't come to drink tea and coffee with you. They come to mess you up. They come to make you look stupid. Oh yeah. I mean in the midst of everybody. She gets... <laughs> and she goes back to her seat. People, people are, <laughs> and I, what do you do when you have that in the service? <laughs> if you don't have the power of God, the devil will disgrace you. Come on now, I'm preaching good. 
see, that's why we need, we need to know that the power of God has been given to us to cast out devils. We have divine immunity. And when we do, devils will listen. <laughs> so, <laughs> enjoy yourself, my sister. <laughs> why not? Amen. It didn't matter who was preaching. She just began, just began. She wasn't going to the toilet. She wasn't going to pick on it. She was just, she was being, she was being messed up by, by a spirit. She was being messed up by a spirit. Think demons are good? There are all kinds of names for them. Unclean spirit. Wicked spirit. Spirit of infirmity. Spirit of fear. Spirit of death. Jesus looked at the woman who was bound, bent over for, 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 for 18 years. 18 years. Bent over for 18 years. She kept coming to the temple, yet nobody could help her. Unfortunately, that's the case in, in some places. Nobody could help her, though she was in the temple. But when the anointed one showed up, you can't come in with the anointing and devils stay. When you come in with the anointing, devils must, they will manifest. And I've seen many manifest. I've seen many manifest. They begin to grind their teeth. They begin to screech. They begin to manifest. You can see it on their face. They don't like you. And I don't like them too. And Jesus could see the woman was not, watch this, the woman was bent over for how many years? That's a, that's a, that's a terrible spirit. Now, notice the Bible says for 18 years, which means she wasn't born like that. Which means she was fine at one time. Which, which means probably she was married. Maybe she had some kids. But now, the Bible says she couldn't look up. What does that tell me? That tells me that if she had kids and husbands, she couldn't serve them. That means if she had a job, she was kicked out. Is that correct? See, the ripple effect of the activity of the enemy in, in someone's life cannot even be fathomed. Why suffer for, like this for 18 years? So Jesus shows up. No one said Jesus showed up. See, when Jesus shows up, everything changes. Oh, that amen needs prayer. When, when, when Jesus shows up, everything changes. When Jesus gets into your boat, everything changes. When Jesus gets into the case, everything changes. When Jesus comes in, it cannot be business as usual. Amen. Now, Jesus saw what no man could see. Now, I believe the woman wasn't demon-possessed. She was oppressed. So, Charles, come. Let's demonstrate. Let's say this is the woman. Of course, this is the man. This is Charles. 
And watch this. There was a demon that kept her in this position. Everywhere she went, the demon oppressed her. The word oppressed means to put pressure on. So she was under pressure. She couldn't lift her head. Even if she tried, she couldn't. Don't, don't be too drunk. <laughs> so watch this. Watch this. Jen, come. Put your hand on him. So imagine. So Jesus shows up and Jesus saw what no one saw. Everyone saw a medical case. Jesus saw a spiritual case. That's the reason why many would go to doctors, they get all kinds of tests done, and the doctor says, I don't see it. And the doctor is right, doesn't see it. He can't see it. Except he's a Christian doctor filled with the Holy Ghost. And God can open his eyes to see. So Jesus shows up and saw the Spirit. And Jesus knew once the Spirit leaves, she will get up. So what did Jesus do? Let her go. That's it. That's it. She. That's it. That's it. Of course, Jesus walking in ultimate dominion. So now the woman stands erect. She has recovered because the demon has left. Can you see that? There are things that people deal with that was placed upon them. And until those spirits are confronted, they will never recover. The Bible talks about this about a deaf and dumb spirit. Out! The spirit leaves. The man begins to hear. The man begins to talk. How do we do that today? We do it in Jesus' name. Amen. We do it in Jesus' name. Amen. And when we do, we do it in faith. Yeah. Don't fear. Tell your neighbor, don't fear. Do it in faith. Confront that spirit. Thank you. I was preaching in Poland. In Warsaw. Warsaw, Poland. I was doing several days of meetings for them. The River Church in Warsaw, Poland. And on the last day, Sunday morning was our last day. And I was preaching... And then in the middle of my message, I, I just felt to go around and lay hands on people. Joy, 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 joy. I mean, it happens like that. You know, I talked about following the Spirit of God, right? So I believe in f flowing with the wind. Right in the middle, of, somewhere in the, in the message, I just felt, go lay hands on people. 
So I go into the crowd, filled, filled. People are like, ha, ha, ha. They're laughing. They're getting smacked by the joy, getting filled with the Holy Spirit. So, and then here is this young, blonde, Polish, beautiful young lady. She was also laughing. <laughs> laughing with everyone else. So if you listen to her, you think she's being touched and laughing in the spirit. So I go back. So everyone's laughing. Say it, everyone is laughing. Everyone's laughing. <laughs> so I come back to the podium. I come back to the podium. And it was good I followed the leading of the Spirit. Because when I laid hands and I came back, the anointing intensified. You know, you can turn it on. You can actually increase the heat. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. You can increase the heat in the Spirit. So the, the heat was increased. Remember? To increase the heat. When this one is not working, mato shopa. Follow the Holy Spirit, the heat will increase. So the heat increased. And when I returned back to the podium, I began to preach like a wild man. Watch this. This young, blonde, very beautiful Polish girl. The devil began to manifest in her. She began to do this. One moment, ha, ha, ha. Next moment, she's doing this to me. You would, you would not believe it. She's sitting there, sticking her tongue. Stick. She was sticking her tongue out, and was that the Holy Spirit? Oh my goodness, this is a demon. And can I tell you, demons are no respecter of persons. I don't care your color. I don't care your race. I don't care your tribe. I don't care your nationality. They manifest the same way. They, they will disgrace you, exactly. The only, the only, the only people they respect our people that know who they are in Christ. Amen. Listen carefully. I said people that know who they are in Christ. Amen. I didn't say Christians. Because there are so many Christians that are tormented. How many have I dealt with in church? You can't sleep at night. Come. Oh my goodness. Because people are tormented. And there are things that open the door. So let's go back to the story. I'm talking about how the devil does not want to drink tea and coffee with you. He wants to disgrace you. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Doesn't come to play games with you. He comes to mess you up. If you let him, he will do that. So this blonde, beautiful lady, it's now manifesting. You see how on a normal day you want to say, hey, you're a beautiful girl, let me go drink. Let's go drink tea. The girl you're taking out to drink tea, 
She has got some passengers. I'm telling you right now. Some of you, some <laughs> young men, open your eyes. Young woman, young woman, open your eyes. Pray, pray. Let the Lord lead you. You might be take. You might think you're going to drink tea with one lady, but you're actually going to drink tea with several people, several several spirits, because she has got on her bus ten passengers. And then you, before you know it, they are drinking tea all over the place. They are drinking your money. They are drinking your life away. They are drinking your destiny away. I'm telling you right now, the people you, you mingle with, uh, what, do you, what, do you, what do you understand when the Bible says, don't be unequally yoked together with an unbeliever? What has light got to do with darkness? What has Christ got to do with Belial? What do you think the Bible means by that? So people mingle with the wrong people and they carry the spirits of those people into their own lives and into their own destiny. There are things people do. There are things people do. And guess what? That young Polish lady, at the end of the service, I, I mean, I don't speak Polish, so I told my host, I said, to talk to her, and there was an interview done, and I discovered that the man that came with her, watch this now, the man that came with her was her spiritual leader. So some of you, you have your own personal prophets in Africa. Um, <laughs> and... The man that came with her, if the prophet is good, that's fine. But the man that came with her, the man that came, the man, the man that came with her was her spiritual leader, was like a you know, guru. People have their spiritual guru. So guess what they were doing? They would go all over whatever city they lived, whether they live in Warsaw, Poland, wherever they lived. They would go around and they would be looking for those that were demon-possessed. See, the Bible does not say go look for demon-possessed people. The Bible says go preach the gospel. Now, when we preach the gospel, demons manifest, we deal with them. But the Bible does not say go look for... Are you have a demon? <laughs> I'm here to cast... You, do you have a demon? And even when I minister, I don't look for demons. Come on down, say amen. amen. Do, do you have a demon? <laughs> I smell I smell <laughs> I smell a demon <laughs> no that's not what the Bible says to do but this is what they were doing and they went around looking for demons and some demons got on her things opened the door tell your neighbor shut the door I'll tell this story. This is between this is this is what happened uh, between my wife and I. I guess it was the first year of our marriage. We had a misunderstanding we couldn't resolve. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's okay to tell my story. Some of you, you you hide your story, but you know how you live anyway. <laughs> my wife and I had this. We, it was a misunderstanding. You have misunderstanding in marriage. Okay? The problem is not the misunderstanding. The problem is the way you handle it. Okay. Uh, so we, we, we had this misunderstanding and we couldn't resolve it. 
So we went to bed. The Bible says not to let the sun go down on your wrath. Do not give a foothold to the devil into your life. So if it says you can give a foothold, it means you can. And the easiest way to give a foothold to the devil into your life is through strife. Because strife itself is a spirit. Let me say that again. Strife is a spirit. So we, we go to bed and uh, she, she faces the wall and I face this. <laughs> All up this you know. So she gives me her back, I give her my back. What a dangerous place to be. What a dangerous thing to do. <laughs> By divine providence, I guess it was around 2, 3 a.m., my eyes were opened in the spirit. I want to say by divine providence. See, God is merciful. When you're doing the stupidity that you're doing, he's still merciful. So the Lord opens my eyes. Guess what I saw? I saw a demon all in black standing at the foot of the bed. Looking at me and my wife. Looking at the both of us. Because we had refused to resolve it, a door was opened to a demon to come into the home. Well, what do you do when you see a demon? In the name of Jesus! In the name of Jesus! So I, I, I call out the name of Jesus... And the demon left the house. But I learned my lesson that day. And guess what? We resolved it very quickly. Because I had to tell her, this is what I saw. So we made up and we resolved it. You see, some, some people, you know, you're born again, speaking tongues, you know. But you still carry things. You don't have a forgiving spirit. Husbands and wives. Friends, but you, Pastor, you don't know what they did to me. Okay. Unfortunately, you are the one dying. You drink the poison, you expect your enemy to die. These are doors. We're talking about divine what? Or supernatural protection. But these are doors. These are doors. These doors must be shut. These doors must be forever and permanently shut. Amen. Amen. If you have anything in your heart, let it go. Let it what? Let it go. Let it go. Be free. So, remember the young lady who gets up and walks around? So, I, I, I had to, of course, with somebody else. I didn't want to meet her alone. I had another lady who was, at the time, 
serving on our full-time staff. So we met with her here in the church. I wanted to pray for her freedom. But you know, before I prayed, I had to interview. And I had to tell her, if you will stop what you're doing, God will set you free. Are you going to stop? Because let me tell you, it's one thing for me to pray. I say, free! It's a whole different ballgame for you to stay free. Deliverance, unfortunately, in so many places, have been preached in such a way where people don't realize the responsibility they have. So it's man of God. So they're spinning. Free, 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 free. But when you get back up, you realize that deliverance is not deliverance is what you are willing to let go. Let me say that again. Deliverance is what you are willing to let go. Because when people leave, they go back into the same thing. And the Bible describes them that they are like a dog returning back to his vomit. So the door is opened again. I said, lady, if you would stop this life, this lifestyle, God's going to set you free. I've, I've realized it's better not to rock the boat if they are not willing to repent. Don't rock the boat. Just leave it like that. Because Jesus said if an unclean spirit comes out of a man, he walks around dry places and he says, watch this, he says, I'll go back to my house. The unclean spirit still believes the house belongs to him. And when he comes... And it finds that the place is what? Pardon? Swept, clean, and? Oh, the place shouldn't be empty. The place is swept and clean because the unclean spirit is out. But the place should be occupied. <laughs> and because it is empty, the spirit says, okay, nothing has come in. Let me go back. But now he doesn't come alone. He says he's going to call some of his colleagues. He's going to call some of his partners. <laughs> because there are many of them roaming around looking for a house. They have no, 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 no uh, 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 landlord. So they say, hey, hey, hey do, you, do you want a house? Yeah, you, you, hey, come. You, do you want? Yeah, come, you. Okay, seven of you. You don't have an apartment. Come, I've, I've found, I've, I have a place. But watch it. He gets demons wicked. In actual fact, more wicked than he is. And that tells us that in the realm of the demonic, they come in ranks. So he takes them. Why? Because the next time that man of God shows up, 
before you find him, you have to deal with the seven first. So they come in and they enter the person. And Jesus said, the present state will become worse than the former state. That is the reason why I'd rather leave people the way they are if they are not going to make the adjustment. Until they are willing to make the adjustments, I'm not praying. Today, this message calls for sober reflection. Take inventory of your life. Get on the keyboard, please. Take inventory of your life. What are those things you do that open the door? What are those things, what are those relationships you have in your life that open the door? What, what are those things you've permitted? Oh my goodness, should I begin to mention? Maybe I shouldn't. What are those things you, you've permitted? What are those movies? You wonder, why am I having that kind of dream in the night? What are those movies you've allowed? What are those things you've allowed into your life? Permitted. You're a born again Christian. But you're touching the wrong stuff. And the enemy is biting you. Today, with every head closed, every head bow, every eyes closed, you can make the adjustment. Father, we pray. If they would come to you, the Bible says you will in no wise cast them out. You are able to save to the uttermost those that come to you. My dear friends, have you made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior? Have you given your heart to him? Do you still have sin running your life? Or maybe you gave your life to Jesus, but there is still this area of bondage. It shouldn't be so. But it is so a lot of times because of what people have allowed into their lives. The doors that are open. Today, I believe that God wants to set you free once and for all. If that is you, you want to come to Jesus for the first time or you want to rededicate your life to him and just let him set you free totally and completely. Just lift up your hand. Lift up your hand. I want to pray with you. I want to pray for you. Lift up your hand. Lift up your hand. To come to Jesus for the first time or to rededicate your life to him. Anyone like that. Lift up your hand. I want to pray with you. I want to pray for you. Is there anybody like that? Anybody like that? If there is an area of torment in your life, you don't want it to remain, you want it to stop. Don't be ashamed. If you lift your hand, I'm going to pray right where you are. Lift your hand. I want to pray. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Keep your hand up. Keep your hand up. Thank you, sir. Keep your hand up. That's an area of torment in your life and you want it to stop today. I want to pray for you. I want to break it out of you in Jesus' name. Lift your hand. Thank you. I see your hand. I see your hand. Anyone else? Thank you. I see your hand. Anyone else? Anyone else? Thank you. Thank you. Hands are going up. Hands are going up. How God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost and power went about doing good, healing all those who were oppressed. The oppression of the devil is not good. It's, it will be broken off of you today. Anyone else? Lift your hand. I'm going to pray in a minute. There's no need to delay. Maybe you're oppressed. 
and you know it. You know it. There's an area of bondage. You know it. I'm not going to call you up. Right where you are, I'll pray for you. And I believe that a power of God will touch you and set you free. Keep your hand up. Anyone else? Anyone else? Thank you. Hands are going up. All over this place. So many hands. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Stand right where you are. Stand right where you are. Do not come to the front, but just stand right where you are. Stand right where you are. There is power in the blood of Jesus. There is power in the blood of Jesus to set you free. Now, only those that are standing are the ones I'm praying for right now. The rest of you, you, if you have it and you don't want to get up, it's your pride and you stay with it. You've got to humble yourself. Humble yourself under the mighty hands of God. And in due season, He shall exalt you. That's what the Bible says. Humble yourself. Oh, pastor, what if I get up? What will people think? What will people think? What will people think? Is it what people think that bothers you? You want a life of victory, not a life of defeat. Don't pretend to be in victory when you are actually in defeat. What will people think? What will they think? Lift your two hands to heaven right now. Those of you that are standing. By the power in the blood of Jesus. By the authority in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. I confront everything that's confronting you. I command in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, that the powers of darkness that is at work in and against your life, that from this day, they stop. I break it off of you now in the mighty name of Jesus. The Bible says, whom the Son sets free is free indeed. By the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, I set you free. I declare freedom in your spirit, freedom in your mind, freedom in your soul, freedom in your body. Every tormenting, oppressing spirit, I curse your works. I curse your plan. I command you, go out of them. Leave them. Let them go. Loose them. Let them go. Now, in the name of Jesus, I set you free. I set you free. I set you free. That tormenting, oppressing spirit will no more stay, will no more work, will no more affect your life. I decree and I declare in the name of Jesus that they leave you right now. They leave you right now. They leave you right now. They go right now in Jesus' mighty name. I speak peace over your life. I speak deliverance over your life. I speak freedom over your life. In the Nabo Fritzetana, Zagedeboso, Kaeka, Dabrofo, Tenendre, the rest of you praying the Holy Ghost. Kaito nombre, zagedebo sepala, pe neto sopa, ke nombrade sopelaya. Free in Jesus' mighty name. Free in Jesus' mighty name. The powers of the devil, they go right now from you. Permanently, they go for good. They come back no more. They oppress you no more. They work in your life no more. I break his power. I break his power. By the raising of the anointing of the Holy Spirit, the yoke is destroyed. This yoke upon your neck, this yoke around your neck, this pressure upon your life, I declare it goes right now in Jesus' name. Lift your hands and give Him glory and praise for your freedom. Begin to thank Him right now. I receive, I receive, I receive. Say it, I receive. I receive in Jesus' name. I receive in Jesus' name. I receive in Jesus' name. I receive my freedom. I receive my freedom. 
I receive my freedom in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Then give the Lord a big shout of praise the Lord if you believe you receive. Go ahead and take your seat. A young man from Ethiopia walked into this church many years ago. I was the only one in the office. At the time, this was the only place we had. We, we, this was everything, church and headquarters. Now we have another facility where we use as our headquarters. At the time, this was the only place. The man from Ethiopia walked into this place, and I was the only one here. And just to look at him, you, can, you could tell <laughs> there's something on this man. And like I just described, following the Holy Spirit, there was something wrong with him. I don't know if you know what I mean. You could see people and you could tell there's something wrong. This guy, this guy looks abnormal. And this is what I knew I had to tell him. I said, I didn't pray for him. I said, keep coming to church. Keep sitting under the word and under the anointing and you will change. I kid you not when I tell you this. This man, if you saw him one year after the day he came here, it was like day and night. The man was totally transformed by the word and the anointing as he sat in the services. He went back to Ethiopia, became a lecturer in a university. As I speak to you now, he's in India doing his PhD. This was a guy who, when I first saw him, something was wrong. So I want to say to you, don't be in the service once in a while. You remember, the demon returned and he found the place, what? Empty. That place should be filled. Amen. Come on Wednesdays. Oh my goodness. If you see what happens on Wednesdays. Come on Wednesdays. I spend some time laying hands on everybody on Wednesday. Anyone that wants prayer, I lay hands on them. The power of God comes upon them. Come on Wednesdays. Not just on Sundays. On Sundays, on Sundays we are so... Uh, there is this time constraint. Because we have a second service at 3 p.m. I know I've gone... More than I should today, but but and I don't have to apologize for that because people's lives have been blessed today. Have you been blessed today? Have you been blessed today? How many of you can say I'll never be the same ever again? Wonderful, praise God.